unveiling the secrets A-list copywriters use to make themselves and their clients millions. This is the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. All right, welcome back to the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, and a very special surprise for this week's episode. So, David, I'm going to turn it over to you, and uh, I cannot wait for this week's episode. Yeah, I'm excited too. Our returning champion is Dr. Doug Pugh. And as you may remember from his previous appearances here, Doug is an award winning musician and composer and a former university professor of music. His compositions have been performed at the Kennedy Center, Carnegie Hall. Yeah, you heard that right. A true overachiever. (laughs) Through a perfect storm of bad circumstances, Doug got fired from the university and, lucky for us, found his way to copywriting, where he has flourished and inspired many others. He's done work for Ray Edwards and many private clients. And just yesterday, as we're recording this, which is about three or four weeks ago by the when the show's up clock, uh, Doug was named copy chief at Mike Shreve's notorious No Pants Project. And in case you didn't know, this is a big deal. Doug's list of credentials is much longer than we have time for here. But recently, I heard Doug on one of Nathan's podcasts talking about something he does that is totally unique, as far as I know, and would be incredibly valuable for you to know about. In short, it's using a composer's secret to generate a lot of high-quality emails fast. I mean, who wouldn't want to know how to generate a lot of high-quality emails quickly. Plus, stay tuned because at the end of the show, Doug will share a free, I'll say that again, free resource with you that I promise you'll absolutely love. But first, here is something I wrote the words for and Doug wrote the music for, which was brilliant and which was featured on an earlier podcast, but I'll just read the words for you today. Copy is powerful. You're responsible for how you use what you hear on this podcast. And most of the time, common sense is all you need. But if you make extreme claims and or if you're writing copy for offers in highly regulated industries like health, finance, and business opportunity, you may want to get a legal review after you write and before you start using your copy. My larger clients do this all the time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Doug, uh, welcome back. Um, I know you and I are in touch between these shows, but I'm sure our viewers have missed you, and, and glad listeners have missed you, and I'm glad you're here. Let's let's jump right in this because we got so much to cover today. You had been writing emails successfully for clients and even for your wife's business before something happened that really took email to a whole new level of meaning for you. Could you tell us what happened? Yes. So I'm here in Utah. My father and I founded an orchestra about 10 years ago. It's called the Timpanogos Symphony Orchestra. And it's a wonderful community group. Uh, nobody's paid. It's all you know privately funded with donors and things. But there was a, a bad hire, a bad, an orchestra manager who we had, had promise turned out to be a mess after two seasons. By the end of the second season, a huge divide 
had occurred on the board. Now, many of the orchestra players had no clue about this divide. And I'm in kind of an interesting place where my this is really my dad's baby. Now, he doesn't have any degrees in music, but he's very enthusiastic. He's a great musician, self-taught mostly. And so my role, even though I have a PhD and so on and so forth, I'm there to support him. It's sort of his time to have the spotlight. I'm the associate conductor, but I also play the bass in the orchestra and I have been on the board. So I'm in kind of this middle territory where I support the group in many ways. So at the end of this past season, right before the COVID stuff started happening, um, there was a lot of tension on the board to the point that my dad, I mean, my dad had tried everything. He's a, he's an excellent entrepreneurial mind. He, he was a private business owner for a long time, but he felt that he was going to have to be ousted of the orchestra, like they were trying to get rid of him, but it's his baby. So I decided it was time to step in. I wrote an email that <laughs> did more than I expected. It was almost scary how well it worked. Um, but basically within 24 hours, the, the, the people who were the challenge people on the board resigned. The players united in a big show of solidarity for the conductor. And it pretty much saved the orchestra for my dad's sake. And was a, was something I never thought email could really do. One email did this. One email. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It was, it was a little scary, but powerful. There were, there were a few personal <laughs> friend casualties that were sad, but um, it was all for the best in the end. So you became a real fan of email after that. And let, let's talk about what we're going to talk about today, um, one step at a time. You are an accomplished, award-winning musician and composer, and there is a techniques composers use that you've been able to use generating a lot of email ideas quickly. Now, before we get to your email technique, could you just explain the composer's technique as a musician and maybe even give us a little example? For sure. It's called theme and variation. So when you're in music school and you decide you want to be a composer, one of the very first things you have to master is taking an original theme that somebody wrote, whether Mozart or whoever, and write variations on it in a creative manner that you come up with something fresh where the audience can still recognize the tune or the aura of the tune, but it's unique to you. So we go through a lot of things to learn this, but it's one of the very first things. So let's take, I'll do a little demo here. Let's take something like Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, something we all can recognize a hundred miles away. Um, so when I get a, a project like this, I go through a few sort of obvious categories like, oh, Twinkle, Twinkle, I know that tune and so do you, right? And so on. So, okay. I mean, Mozart wrote a series of variations on Twinkle Twinkle. I won't try to be Mozart. That's a losing battle. But some of the obvious categories would be, well, I could take the tune and put it in a minor key, which would sound something like this. Hmm. Still recognize it. Different flavor. Another category might be to change the timing. I could slow the melody down, make it twice as slow. Something like, and usually you would change the accompaniment to, to support that. Mm -hmm. 
so the melody was still there, but twice as slow. And there's a couple other sort of obvious things you could do. One of my favorites is remove the melody altogether and just play big harmony. And I bet in your mind, you'll still hear the tune, for example. Right, you can still kind of hear the twinkling going on while I'm just playing chords. Mm. So that's sort of the surface level. And then I have a series of things I go through to find deeper level variations that are a step further away, yet they, you can still smell twinkle, twinkle. And you can go deeper and deeper and deeper. And many composers go extremely deep. It's sort of a fun way to see how far can I go and still keep a tether between the theme and the audience's understanding. That, that was a very great, clear explanation. Thanks. Now, let's rapidly shift to the email technique. How do you transpose it from music to email? Yeah, so we'll take an idea, something I'm selling. So somebody comes to me and says, hey, I have a new app. I want you to sell this for me. Okay, so like, for example, I have a new app called the Copywriting Conservatory. Um, and so I take the idea, the main idea, and then I go through some surface kind of obvious categories. Like, okay, I could talk direct benefits. I could go contrast, find something that seems polar opposite and tether it together. I often go for pop culture stuff. Maybe there's a hit movie out that I can find some way to connect it or a song or uh, songs are obviously one of the things I go to quite often um, or a saying like maybe 10,000 copy tips in your pocket for a copywriting app instead of, you know, 10,000 songs in your pocket or something bizarre and so on. Case study story, there's sort of these obvious categories. So I'll pick an obvious category. I'll, I'll have sort of a main statement about whatever it is I'm selling, and then sort of mind map it and just come up with as many things in that category, then go to the next category and just kind of pump them out. Then I go like with the, like with the music, I go a layer deeper and there's some, some other categories that I go for. For example, so what responses, you know, when we're, when we're writing a sales letter or something, we, we list the main features and then we try to say to ourselves, well, well, so what? And we come up with a benefit to attach to that so what that our audience might be thinking. And we can keep going with those benefits until we get a deeper emotional benefit. And so I'll go through a similar kind of mind mapping process and as many of those as I can think up. And there's a few other deeper layers that I go through as well. But by the end of this maybe 15, 20, 30 minute brainstorm, I've got plenty of potential topics for emails. Wow. Um, my head's spinning. Uh, but now it's very clear. Don't get me wrong. I'm just, just my mind is boggled with the possibilities. <laughs> um, do you want to take us on a test drive of your email technique? Yeah. So let's, uh, I have a, a little statement here about my, my new app. So the Copywriting Conservatory is a smartphone app for course creators and copywriters. Discover how to move your audience to act by crafting persuasive copy. It's free inside the app. Okay, so general kind of benefit statement. So first surface level, direct benefit. Okay, so what are some of the direct benefits? And this, in my mind, I'm seeing my, my legal pad and I'm just drawing certain you know, lines out from the middle circle with different ideas. So, okay, direct benefit is a bunch of free content. Okay, uh, another one, it's easy access. It's on your phone. Uh, another one, you can listen on the go. So you can take it in your pocket. 
okay, so there's a few direct benefit examples. And then I would just look for some sort of way in that you would for any kind of email and, and go for it. Uh, the second level, contrast. All right, so copywriting conservatory app. How can I hook people with some kind of contrast? Well, you could write your copy on the treadmill at the gym in the morning. Like, what? So, you're, so th this is really good, but occasionally could you stop and, and say, okay, when I have this idea, here's how I start to turn it into an email. Because oh, sure. what it, what it kind of sounds like is you're talking about themes or subject lines. But I mean, I think that's where people get stuck. How do I take that mm -hmm. and actually roll it out? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. And I definitely do often start with a subject line. So, okay, let's take the, let's take the, um, the treadmill one. So contrast idea, you can write your copy on the treadmill. So I might start with uh, a subject line that kind of gets their attention like that with the treadmill. And then opening it up, I would take that theme, the, the treadmill, and maybe do a, a little story about I was on the treadmill this morning and realized I could get some work done because I had the app. And I'll tell a little story uh, and, and draw it to their life. You know, it's difficult to get your course emails out quickly. You're busy. You got kids. You're running them here and there. You got to exercise. So now you actually can save yourself some time by pulling out your phone while you're exercising, listen to a few tips in the app, and start typing your emails. So I'll go into some kind of story like that and turn it to the call to action at the end. That's great. You want to do another one? Yeah, it's another one. So um, pop culture. I'm a crazy Harry Potter fan. and I read them with all my kids. So this one comes to mind all the time. So in the first Harry Potter book, there's the Sorcerer's Stone. Well, the idea in the book, it's fun because he gets it in his pocket at the end. And it's this, this cool thing that turns lead into gold, right? So the idea of your course turning into gold for you in, in your life as if you're a course creator and I'm serving you. So I'll do some kind of curiosity subject line about the sorcerer's stone and in your, your, your copywriting sorcerer's stone in your pocket, let's say, and maybe bring up a bit of the story of Harry Potter like I just did and talk through the alchemy possibilities of what your course can do and how you can actually do it pretty quick because you have this alchemy creator in your pocket. You can learn these tips and tricks and again, turn it towards a call to action to check out a specific, you know, free training about headlines or whatever inside of the app. Do you have a problem with Kindle books? I do. Sometimes I really just want to hold a book in my hand so I can turn the pages and highlight stuff and make notes. That's one reason I recently released the print version of my book, Breakthrough Copywriting. And listen to this. On Facebook, I've gotten pictures posted from around the world. Pictures of people holding their printed copy of Breakthrough Copywriting in their hands, including one from an A-list screenwriter and marketer in L.A.'s famous Topanga Canyon. He was reading the book in his hot tub. Breakthrough Copywriting is a great book for you, whether you are a beginner or an A-lister yourself or anywhere in between, it costs a tiny, tiny fraction of my $5,000 a head seminar that the book is based on. So check out Breakthrough Copywriting on Amazon.com. Now, back to the show. This is great. Did this just come to you one day? I've mentioned this before, but 
you know, we'll, we'll say that you've invented something here, even though I'm knowing you, you'll say, no, I haven't. I just, but <laughs> yes, you have. Yes, you have. Um, so usually what I've heard uh, from a guy who studied a lot of really successful inventors is inventions happen a couple ways okay. to solve a problem or, oh, that's interesting. Like when, when you just sort of stumble over something and I'm, I'm knowing you and knowing what you've been through um, over the last three years, uh, getting up to speed at, at double speed <laughs> at, at, at um, 240 BPM, uh, uh, <laughs> you might have been in a crunch time and you thought, oh, I could use theme and ver- variation um, to create this stuff a lot. Fa- Is that how it happened or what, what did happen? It was definitely out of necessity. Well, I, well, I guess it depends on the time. Uh, originally, when I like, first learned about email copywriting and Ray Edwards and Ben Settle, it was exciting. It was this discovery for me. So I got excited. And it, so there was sort of that curiosity of, oh, I wonder if this could, could work. But then definitely crunch times came and continue to come. And I remember one in particular um, where I had to, it was a crazy week. And I think we talked about it last time I was on the show where I had to do something like 60 emails in a mm. week. And I sort of just kind of fell into this rut that was, or not a rut like I'm stuck, but an avenue that I had traveled many times already in my mind in a different field. Because when, for example, when I was writing my opera for the Kennedy Center, I mean, I had 18 months. I ended up writing the opera in its entirety, probably five or six times during that 18 months, just with the workshopping and things didn't work and we had to fix it. Kind of like launching a a course. It's (laughs) lots of tweaking and fixing, but we just had to go, 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 go. So in my mind, when I was stuck with this project, 60 emails in a week, I fell right back into the correlating way that I think as a composer of theme and variation. And or an opera, a character and his different moods and his different emotions and how he would say things. And um, so it was very much something I had that I just like, oh, that actually works really well coming up with ideas. Because once I have the idea for the email, I can knock it out. It's getting the idea that would usually stop me. So yeah, I did sort of, I guess, invent this new way of coming up with it, but it was based on something I'd already kind of figured out. Yeah, that's interesting. So I guess it'd be fair to say that you're used to uh, working on a lot of production pressure and compressed time even before you got into copywriting, right? Very true, yes. And, and, and that's definitely a benefit, isn't it? Oh, for sure. Yeah, when, when you're under the gun. And I was talking to someone yesterday about this very thing. Like, People are often worried about launching their stuff out into the world. And, you know, it's, it's scary. But I said to her, imagine standing in front of a hundred piece orchestra of high professionals who all have graduate degrees and got mortgages to purchase their instruments. And they all tell you your piece sucks. Like that is just, just demoralizing the pressure, right? So I've gone through a bunch of that too, which is also very helpful in this field so that when I'm in crunch time, I've, I've already practiced kind of putting down my ego and not worrying about all these glaring eyes in the orchestra staring at me <laughs> and just sort of getting through it. I'm also a conductor, so I've had a lot of time with many glaring eyes at me, <laughs> not liking what I'm doing up there. But all of that practice sort of really fit well with this under pressure copy scenario. 
So let's let's get to this app that you've been talking about. You want to tell us about it? Sure. So many of you have probably heard of uh, Ben Settle, another amazing company. Oh, yeah. And, and a, uh, I could mention, um, thanks to Nathan, a former um, guest on this podcast. Right. I do recall that episode. So Ben and his business partner, Troy Broussard, who's an amazing programmer and copywriter himself and app developer, they've joined forces and developed uh, an app building platform called Learnistic. You can check it out, learnistic.com. I'm not an affiliate. There is no affiliate program, but I am super geeking out about it. It's a ton of fun. I actually have two memberships. I'm in their coaching program. I just can't get enough. So on this platform, Learnistic, it's kind of like a Squarespace platform for building a web page, but it's for building an app and it's drag and drop. It's super easy. And so I have a copywriting app called the Copywriting Conservatory, and I have a music app for my music business where I teach people how to write stuff. And so in my, my copywriting app, which is called the Copywriting Conservatory, I've got, I've got my own little podcast. Actually, both of you are in there. We've got the Fresh Prince of Copywriting, Nathan Fraser, in, in my app. And we've got David Garfinkel, the, what, see, what did I call you? Oh, the Quincy Jones oh of copywriting. Yeah. Yes. It's very true. Quincy Jones. Um, and then I so, but I've got also a couple of free trainings. And the one I usually talk about is what I call the music of digital product creation. And it's a little 12 part training to get people who want to launch a course excited about, hey, maybe I can figure this copy thing out. Cause you, know, you got to have a list and you got to have a, a good product and a good offer, but then you need to get some copy out there. So it's, a, it's sort of an introductory training for those kind of new into this world. Um, but you can check it out there. There's also some some spots where I analyze a few ads and show people how they're put together. Um, but it's just a free place where I can serve my audience of coaches and consultants who want to not be so over leveraged anymore and have a digital course or two out there to make money in, in less time, uh, you know, on their on their plate. Um, so yeah, I've, I just have so much fun with it. In fact, I keep losing track of time. Like, okay, hold on. Stop playing in the app. Go do your copywriting. Come back later. <laughs> so beware. That's, that's actually the best testimonial. And I'll tell you why. Because I've found the things I'm doing where I lose track of time and I'm really having fun. Mm-hmm. It's a blast. It's, it's so much fun. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I recommend to anybody to check it out. Learnistic.com. I'm not an affiliate. Yeah, and and I want to mention for our listeners, and I haven't even mentioned this to Nathan yet. Um, Doug's been kind enough to put me in touch with Troy Broussard, and we're working on how we might bring him on a podcast because I think a lot of people would be interested in finding out how to have your own app. Oh yeah, he's got all sorts of tricks up his sleeve, like how to build your, how to get clientele through your app, like how to coach through your app. It's it's really it's quite fabulous, and I do that too. I have a few coaching clients where I record all our stuff and I put them in the app and I can tag them. So only they see it. It's all highly, you know, you can, can do all sorts of things with it. It's great. But you're saying for uh, people who aren't your clients, it's free, or at least there's some free sections in there, like right. this 12, 12 part course for digital products and things like that. Right. Okay. And, and the link is um, music of copywriting.com forward slash conservatory. Is that correct? Yep, that's right. Okay, well, we'll put that in the show notes so that um, people who don't have phonographic memories will be able to find it. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Or just go to musicofcopyright.com and right on the top, 
there's a tab that says conservatory. It's right there. A couple of weeks back, Doug actually let me go into the backend process of how he's putting this app together and it blew my mind. So uh, I got a kind of sneak preview of what goes on behind the scenes and how this whole thing works. And uh, I was just, I, I was excited when you said, Hey, we want to, ha- I want to have Doug back on the podcast. I was like, yes, this is awesome. Cause uh, I'm really excited about Doug's new app. And so if I can say anything to end this show, it's don't sleep on this. Go check it out and uh, see what Doug has to offer for you. Thank you. Yeah, I agree. Well, I, I haven't, Doug, Doug has walked me through it. I haven't signed up for it yet, but that's on my list today because I want to check it out. There's so many things to do, but this was awesome, Doug. Thank you. This is really good information. I, I hope people got some tips they can use and I'm sure you can find a lot more in music of copywriting.com forward slash conservatory. Thanks so much for having me back. It's been a blast. Hey, well, yeah. Thank you, Doug, for coming on. And if you, the listener want to check out more episodes of the podcast, head on over to copywriterspodcast.com. And until next time, we will catch you later. Before we go, a quick question. Would you like to have me as a guest on your podcast? Let me give you an easy way to contact me about that. We've put up a form on garfinkelmedia.com, and it won't take much more than a minute to fill it out. So if you'd like to have me on your show, just go to garfinkelmedia.com and fill out the form. That's garfinkelmedia.com. Thanks, and see you next time on the Copywriters Podcast. This is the Copy and Funnels Podcast Network. 